Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. I'd like to say a massive, massive thank you for all of your support over the past couple of years for myself doing the podcast. I'm really sorry for the delay in posting the audio content. As I've said before, I work full-time, I have a busy life, and there's lots that I do. So I really appreciate your patience and understanding. I will start posting audio content every single day, every single week. I've just had a massive backlog of episodes that I have still need to put out over the past year or so. So I'm going to get to it and release these episodes promptly. Um, this year. Please stay tuned for the uh, merchandise. I'm going to be live streaming as well this year. Um, Please let me know your feedback and I really appreciate your patience. I really appreciate your support and I'm really grateful for everything. If you ever want to uh, give me support, you can email me at the positivitypodcast at gmail.com. You can also DM me at the positivity94 on Instagram. And I really appreciate your feedback and support, and I hope you enjoy this episode. In this episode, I'm joined by my good friends, Brian Maron and Greg Williams, as well as my mother for the first time, Lisa Rowe. Brian and Maron both share between them many years of extensive military experience. They have both toured Iraq, Afghanistan, and many other areas. Brian and Maron also work for Arcadia Cognorati, that specialise in human behaviour, pattern recognition and analysis. My mother is a humanistic counsellor and hypnotherapist. In this podcast, we talk about my journey, my past, me me growing up as a child and much more. We also talk about mindset, behaviour and many other areas. Hope you enjoy this podcast and let me know your feedback if you like it. Take care. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win Go along and tell a friend Marathon, you know the game Keep on running, never end Getting better, make a man Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it Parsivity, 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 Tune in Right, it's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast again, Greg, Brian, and for the first time ever, my mum, Lisa, is on the podcast, so it's good to have you on as well. We're excited to be on, and how weird is it to, like, when you introduce your mom with with your, with your her first name? I've always found that awkward, like, this is my mom, what do you mean? And like, well, exactly. yeah, what's your mom's name? I was like, oh, it's it's Mary, I've never called her that before. <laughs> well, rumor yes. on the street has it, Marin, rumor on the street has it that the reason this is Lisa's first appearance is because she's not a fan of Adam's work at the Persecuted Project. <laughs> I'm, just, wow. I'm just throwing that out there, and I'll let her defend oh. herself. Uh, so any anywhere this is going, I'm okay with. <laughs> well, are you a fan of our podcast, at least? I feel like I should have done my homework. I, um, <laughs> I like the the one with Rob, Dr. Rob Kelly. I've oh, that, that was a very times. good one. Yeah, yeah. We, we absolutely good. enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, I can tell you this. I, I think your 
son has been our uh, number one most repeating guest. I don't know if that's true, but it's got to feel like it's true. And, and at least on his show as well, because we're constantly mm -hmm. commenting on each other's shows or sending people uh, his yeah. way. Not that you need it, Adam, but there's a, a few that if you get them on, like Braid Babes, I'm still pushing that. I know mm -hmm. that you got ghosted, but we'll get them back on uh, uh, the show because we think that uh, opening up, they've got three huge locations in the United States. We think mm -hmm. if we can get them somewhere near London, we can get them to foot the bill for Brian and I to come visit you in person. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, and it sounds good to me. I mean, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to make that work. And you know, I did message them. I think they said they're quite busy at the minute. You know, see what see what happens in the next chapter. But that'd be great to do. And you know, I'm always I'm always grateful. You know, for the guests that you send me. And you know, I, I'll always try push guests your way if I think they're good. So you had that um, uh, the the guy's next police officer, didn't you? On yours, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the same thing, if you turn us on to some great talent as well, you never know where talent is going to go. Uh, like, like it's Marin's show on our side, the left of Greg is Marin's show, his brainchild. He came up with it. And generally everybody that he suggests gets on the show. Everybody I suggest he stiff arms them and they never make it to the show. <laughs> I don't know why that is, uh, but both of us have fought for at least a year now uh, to try to get your mom on so we could quiz her about uh, young Adam, uh, and and uh, Lisa, you can, you're already using an assumed name, so you can uh, use your, you know, you change your photo, but you're never going to be able to deny that Adam's your son, and we're excited. What was your favorite nickname for Adam as a kid? <laughs> as a kid? Yeah. Did you have something you called him, like truly scrumptious or, you know, <laughs> little weasel head or something? I, you know, no. parents always have. Uh, a nice nickname no nothing or is he texting you now and saying I, keep keep a tight lip mom i yeah. i can think i can think of when you used to call me adam parson ah yeah that's Parsley. a great one yeah. that's cute he actually that's, <laughs> well because he was 20 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't start till he was that old yeah i'm only giving you grief adam because both of my kids are 40 you know, mm. so it's like I, I, I can't qualify. Brian at least is in the same uh, realm because his daughter is is now a preteen, you know, so he's got a little insurgent running around the home. But it's been so long. My grandkids are older than your mom. So I, I've got to kind of recuse myself. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But... <laughs> it's, it's in America. If, if yeah. we were in Germany, they'd yeah, be older it's... than her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um... – it's it's funny isn't it like what nicknames you get you know growing up and i think in general life isn't it people get random nicknames like did you have them in the military did you have nicknames in the military yeah so you usually call them call signs and i i've had or a handle or a cunha a nickname whatever it is but i've had i've had several um i mean i used to go by my actual call sign was our our, our platoon's call sign was shadow so i was like shadow too because i was the uh, the second guy but um you know stuff like that but yeah i've, I've had several greg greg started trying to call me meerkat a while ago no He's no the no only person who's ever called me that and it never no one ever picked up on it so uh, I've had I've had all kinds of different ones. Yeah. May, may I clarify a point of clarification, <laughs> oh, young Adam? So uh, uh, we can all share our nicknames because I'm dying to hear them all. But uh, Marin uh, uh, never, ever had a nickname. Everybody on the team had one. And generally, you can't choose your own. So what happens is somebody will choose one for you and then it sticks, even if it's horrible. And even if it brings out something you did uh, uh, as an idiot. I, I remember a kid back uh, on cop work, we were doing a foot chase through Detroit, and uh, he uh, didn't see a chain that was going across to, to delineate a yard from the street, and it was snow covered, and he fell, and he slid all the way down the street past the suspect. So we called him, his name was Robert, we called him Bob Sled because he sledded past everybody, and it was great. <laughs> the only person that hated it was him. So while we were teaching uh, T3s in Fort Benning in Georgia, uh, one of the people that's the king of misinformation, Eric Collier, came up and goes, oh, yeah, yeah, his, his call sign was Meerkat. So I started calling Brian Meerkat, and he would never answer. And I thought, wow, that's cool, because, you know, sniper popping up in a little hole somewhere. And uh, uh, we both have, you know, AFRICOM experience. And then, like, six months ago, Brian came up to me in the hallway. And we've been together for years uh, as a couple and as work partners. And Brian uh, takes me into the hallway and says, only part of that's true. And he says, hey, by the way, buddy, 
I've never been called meerkat. I don't know where that started. So I spent like four years in public calling him meerkat, thinking that was his nickname. So I was hugely embarrassed by it. Just so you know. That damn Collier. Collier we call the shaved ape, another sniper who uh, uh, makes up uh, language when he doesn't know the words. Oh, man. I was known as... Um... Roe is my maiden name. So my brother, David, his nickname was Rowie. I was known as Rowie's sister. That was just me in his That's shadow. Rowie's sister. There goes Rowie's sister. So That's great. Even, even now when I go back to Nottingham, I've, I've known someone to say, you're Rowie's sister. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually... Not we, good. So we, we joke with Adam. And we call him the Reeve of the Shire because we, we all, you know, we're American, so we're stupid and yeah. we're geographically challenged. So we all thought like Nottingham was a made up place. And so, you know, like first time we met Adam, he's like, oh, I'm from Nottinghamshire. You know, it sounds like uh, one of the Beatles. And we're like, yeah, he's giving us yeah, a line of up. shit. <laughs> so, and we look it up and we find out, no, it's a real thing. Yeah, I, I didn't know. <laughs> Number I one, thought, yeah. I, didn't, it, I didn't. Right, know those were real places. I didn't know Nottingham and and Cornwall. I thought those were just stuff I read exactly. in books. And it turns out they really exist. <laughs> Number one favorite thing about your son, if we're sharing, is that all of his early broadcasts. The reason I I call Brian, I go, yeah. you got to look at this yeah, kid. Yeah, Greg got me. And, and, yeah. and Brian is like, who? I go, Adam Power, Parsitivity. It's a play on words. And so Brian goes over, and Adam's first shows. We're all from somebody's car. Now Adam says it's his car, but we don't know don't that to be was. true. You know, the stolen. platinum spoon in my yeah. I think it was just a cab parked on the side of the road. But he kept saying, Oh, it's for the acoustic quality. We laughed through those early shows. It's still our favorite. Those we, yeah, we loved it because every ever. he would call in from from a car and I'm like, This is awesome. Like this is a great because yep. he is right. Like the sound is much better inside of a vehicle because it just stays trapped in there. You got some it's sealed sort of like and I was like, this, this is so much fun. And Greg would always be like, we got hit up Adam again. Let's go talk to him again. I'm like, he's right. so intense. He's one, he's so young. Two, he's smart beyond his years. Three, he's so very articulate. Four, he's absolutely genuine. I could go Greg, on. You know, Greg, he's on the call. You're like talking about yeah. him. He's not here. He's right there. So I'm trying to make him look good in front of his mom and his girlfriend, who shall remain nameless. Apparently, there, there hasn't been a date set for that either. And we're invited. Brian and I will be co-best men. At, at your wedding and we got to wear those top hats and everything i think it'll be great but but you it's funny because we go on a lot of shows and sometimes when we go on other shows and folks don't stop calling us we'd love to go on your show but a lot of times we go on a show and you're sitting there going okay is this going to go anywhere with you you go um so uh i was just thinking and then you come out with the greatest question that we've ever heard and we're like where does he get these things so i like your casual approach it's a lot of fun it's yeah, the it first is. time that we can go in unscripted like like uh, uh like your mom said we didn't have to do any research for the show because we knew that it was going to be fun from from the beginning you know this is the one that we like to do where we can just let our hair down uh Marin, uh, and <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's down. Uh, it's also, down. Aaron's it's hair is longer than yours. So just so you know. <laughs> so if you guys want to share hair tips, we'll allow that yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um, no, I'm really, really grateful. You know, for like, you know, you guys being my friends and like supporting me. You know, since day one, and you know, for the the great episodes that we've done, and you know, and the last that we have, and you know, I'm really, really grateful from the bottom of my heart. You know, for for open really, and. You know, it's it's always a blast every time we do a podcast, and I think it's it's quite rare you kind of find that, isn't it? Really, and yep. you know, it, it it really means a lot. And you know, I like you said, we don't have to kind of plan too much. It's just kind of kind of good all round. And I, I always appreciate your support, and you know, you kind of keep me accountable. I find because if I'm working, I'm like, okay, I need to do a podcast because I know Brian or Greg's going to message me, be like, where's where's your content? So you kind of keep me on track when I've, you know, when I'm when I'm doing things. So it's we uh, also mess with you. Yeah, we also yeah, mess you with do. you when when you pick out like, uh, uh, for example, at least I don't know how how closely you follow LinkedIn, uh, because there's probably a LinkedIn Newcastle or some crap for Europe, you know, and and uh, you know it's got the EU on the uh, the bottom. So your son every once in a while gets lazy, and I don't know if you know this side of him. <laughs> 
And what Adam will do is Adam will pick out some other guy's quote. You get what I'm trying to say? Like early Gandhi or, or, you know, some great thing that Gorbachev said during Glasnost. And he'll put it on there and he'll put a photo of him with a thumbs up. And we hit him up every time. We go, that's not content, pal. Those platitudes (laughs) don't cut it. If you're going to be a writer, if you're going to be an author or a journalist or a motivational speaker, because you've got the certification, we want to hear your words. First rule in my world is if you say you want to be a life coach or a mentor or anything else, and I go to your site and the first four quotes are from somebody else, why do I need you? I can read. You know, I don't read very well. I'm from Detroit. But, uh, you know, so we always get on Adam, too, because when he does write, when he does his own stuff, it's fantastic. It's yeah. spot on. Mm-hmm. Another compliment. Yeah. Hey, buddy, no. start keeping tabs because I yeah. am. This is going to cost <laughs> yeah. you. You're going to have to Venmo ben, Greg after this. Hey, for all the compliments. I know, yeah. I have to get my PayPal account sorted out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, just give us the last six of yeah. your social security number. We'll take it from there. Yeah. No, I, don't I think really they have those. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I really, I really appreciate it. And you know, like, I think, like you said, if you're gonna do a quote or something, a lot of people share these quotes of other people. And since you mentioned that, sometimes I'll find a quote from someone else, and I go to post it, and it hits me, and I'm like, I need to delete that because. I, Otherwise, Greg's going to hit me up and be like, what are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. Because, listen, it comes right down to this. First of all, if if you're quotable in your, you know, everyday life, you're being transparent. That's who you are. Sharing that with people. Look, uh, uh, Brian and I both have a ton of scar tissue. So we're absolutely transparent. We fail at so many things. I'm only good at one thing, and and I try to stick with that. But, you know, being that vulnerable, I think people read that, and I think people like that because they want to know who you are. So so with that, there's a question. There's a hook at the end. So to your mom again, what what were your son's influence? Because clearly you had a huge amount of influence on him because he grew up to be a great kid. You know, I, I mean, he's not in prison. He's not wearing a tether. Uh, you know, uh, his girlfriend's kind of cute. We should still, you should have her eyes checked at him. Uh, but, uh, you know, other than running around living in a tent on weekends and stuff, I mean, he's a pretty together kid. What, how, was he always that way or did you have to straighten him up a lot? That's tricky. Um, I thought about this. Adam's always been a good communicator since he could speak. I've just been like a translator. He would try to make contact from, I used to take him on a bus trip into the city center. And I would, with his little bit of pocket money, I would take him to the Disney store. And, but the best part of that weekly thing was Adam on the bus, trying to talk to people. And before he could even speak, he would have Adam language, um, he, but I, I'd learnt what what those words were, so I would translate for him. Oh, he wants to know your name, or oh, he's just telling you that we're now passing the hospital, or he's telling you that, and it was all, usually the elderly that he would, because he knew that they had time and they were patient, Even now. and he would really have that psychological contact with them, and, right. and it was all right in the eyes all the time and you see that now too though right i I mean here's the funny thing i'm an orphan so i can't talk about my parents and and maron's parents took him downtown and dropped him off at the bus station hoping he would go hoping he would go to someplace other than chicago right uh, the the cool thing about your son is he's never put on airs he's always been the same person but he loves immediately engaging you in in a big conversation and and you know so so you're saying that he's always been that way though it, did that help him always. in school or did he get thrown always. out of school a lot <laughs> what happened at school i think they used to have to shut him up because he would go <laughs> into storytelling okay he, he would have his hand up all the time and when he came home from school sometimes he would be a bit miserable that he wasn't picked out and i brought this up during a parents evening and she says well he just goes off he'll go off (laughs) he'll just ramble away and talk about so many different things so again always always sort of showing his top side very positive sharing engaging 
Can I say something else? Because it's just popped into my mind. We used to live next to a park and he would go to this park daily. And on this park were these monkey bars and he, I would lift him up and he would swing and it, it was huge. And people would, jaws would drop. And because we live close to that park, he was doing that daily. His upper body strength was freakishly strong. And it was just repetition of doing that, I think. He's got faster and faster. And I, and he still blows me away. I remember his first press-up. He now does about 500 a day. I don't know if you know that. He just does no. it. And wow. I'm saying, breathe. You're not breathing properly. Breathe. He just does it. And and it's all repetition. I think he's learnt that if you do something over time, you just get better and better. Um, that's great. And that's credit to him. He certainly hasn't been pushed in that direction. I've just allowed him to flourish in his own way. And I just want him to be happy and to be himself. Well, we all agree that's he's very amazing. special. He's yeah. a special lad. Now, we use a different term for special in the United States, <laughs> that type of special. But listen, Adam, we're so proud. By the way, thank you. thanks for having us on with your mom. He's not yeah, going to get a word gonna, I was about to listen. start crying. I was like, this is exactly. Amazing. My mother so, would not listen, say any of this about me. <laughs> the only two people in the world that are great at monkey bars are Adam Parr and anybody that's ever auditioned for Taliban or Al Qaeda because in their training videos, <laughs> they always you always see them on there. So if, if you don't make it in your current and career, Adam, yeah. through the fire thing, too, I, I would consider thing. terrorism, perhaps. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, it's, it's, always, so an, it's always an option. That's no, such a cute story. You know, the, the, the thing is like, uh, I lived in an area where if I opened my back door, I hit the front door of somebody else's home. And so, uh, if we didn't play in the street, we had nowhere to play. Detroit was kind of a mess because, like, we had different sports than most other Americans played because we're so close to Canada. So every kid grew up with hockey skates, knew how to play hockey. Uh, uh, our, our football and our baseball team back then were on and off the worst sports teams ever. Uh, so we rode our bikes a lot, and I think that got us up and out of our neighborhood. And because uh, there was so many cliques and gangs and areas that you had to avoid, you learned more geographically by exposing yourself, by going across streets and going, you know, to different areas of town. And being from Detroit, Detroit's like a third of the size historically of a place like Chicago, but we've got all the same crime and problems same and stuff. Thing. So like yeah. when, when I hit up Brian and, and, you know, we just recently were in Detroit and Brian and I just share so many of the same experiences. And funny side note, Brian and I went to a, a place that we're going to take you, Adam, when you, when you come over, Adam, we're going to spare no expense. You're going to get tattooed and branded. And we're going to have a lot of fun. No, no, no offense, Lisa. He'll come home safely, but he's going to get marked up a little. Uh, the place that I took Brian was my old favorite Coney place downtown. When there was a homicide, you had, you had to go downtown, and that's where the coroner's office and where you had to testify to stuff. And so right across the street uh, is Lafayette, Coney Island. Uh, and Brian and I went at 9 in the morning to have some wonderful Coney's. I sent you those photos. Well, not a few days after they closed the place, the health department closed it. So our great story is now we don't know if they closed it because of the conditions or the condition that Brian and I left it in when we got out of there. We both got PTS because when we went to the uh, basement bathroom, it reminded us of horror chambers in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, where they tortured people. So we're excited to know where you're going to take us. And the big question is, Lisa, can we stay with you while we're in, in England? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, you don't have to like cook and clean for us. We'll nice take you out all the time. I'm just saying, why not? You know, we'll get to know each other much faster that way. Okay, so it's a deal. But you're on the couch. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and Brian and I, Brian and I, will buy every meal as yeah. long as it ends with a pint that you suggest. <laughs> Lots of fish and chips. Yeah. Lots oh my of gosh. fish and chips. Bacon no. sandwiches. Yeah, oh, we know we know our way. We know our way around fish and chips because in all the trips we made to Ireland, we visited every single original fish and chips place that was the oldest one in Ireland. Which uh, of which there are hundreds, depending if you're a, a gullible tourist, you know. 
And then uh, uh, Brian and I also try to wash them down with various alcoholic beverages, you know, just to get the local flair. So we're looking forward to that, too, uh, uh, when we're in town, Adam. So you better get that credit card caught up. I'm just saying. <laughs> mom, mom flies for free. We'll pay for everything for mom. But Adam, you gotta you gotta pay your own way. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I'll I'll start jotting the uh, list down now and uh, prepping for it. <laughs> yeah, we gotta know about that because all yeah. of our friends are stiffs. Everybody that we have that when we go to a place, none of them drink, none of them cavort, none of them go out and do anything. And so Brian and I are like, you know, hey, we're we gonna do something tonight, and they're like, yes, let's go to the library or let's go to the theater or some. That ain't us. We want to go out and really see the nightlife and knock it around in, in Nottingham by the Shire or whatever the uh, whatever the way you call it. I don't know. This, this, I, it sort of mixed the reference with Hobbit, I think. Yeah, I don't know where you're at now. Yeah. There's, um, um, there's actually a pub in Nottingham called uh, Ye Old Chip Trip to Jerusalem, and it's one of the oldest pubs in the country, is it, or in the world? Yeah. It's like it's a, Jesus is known for doing that pub yeah. crawl. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't end well for him, though. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's got like a it's a pub, really old pub. It's got a cave underground, and it's Aww. got loads, loads of old beers. But I think that's that's one of the things in the, in the UK, isn't it? There's a lot of kind of history and you know things like traditional like pubs. Like there's a lot of history in America also, isn't it? But I think there's like two kind of polar opposites. Like we have castles and stuff here, and a lot of historical- yeah. Our, our our history is a history of pushy bullies that took what we wanted. So if you go like 250 years old in America, there's nothing but a field, you know? You go 250 year old in your country and it's a new condominium just going up outside the mall. <laughs> so, you know, we, we found that everywhere we traveled, we're so full of ourselves in the States and we mm. think we d developed everything, you know? And then we find, like, uh, I remember, and you guys are all too young, but there's a show in America that was really funny with Red Fox, an American comedian called Sanford and Son. And uh, loved that show, grown up, watched it every day after school. And then I found out that it was made after Steptoe and Son, which was a British comedy. And, you know, so America stole it. And then Archie Bunker, uh, All in the Family, America stole it. So every good uh, uh, show that I liked growing up had been an import. And, and we just stole it openly. You know what I'm saying? Changed one word in the title and, and all of a sudden it was ours. When I got older, I found out all our game shows came from the uk and it was wow. like oh my gosh you know so so you think you know we always think of america as we invented everything you guys came up with all the good ideas a long time before us uh so, and, yeah we we really want to come and visit and stay on your couch so i might add <laughs> i'm a little bit on the hefty duty size so you may have to reinforce one of those couches you know <laughs> i need uh, to add true. that we're no we no longer live in uh nottingham shire we live in cornwall now <laughs> yeah well but nottingham the joke is never going to get old with me and and i'm not very smart so now having to learn cornwall that's going to be tough but i do know cornwallis who's a famous general so that'll help uh, how did that end and brian and i were just in ann arbor michigan where we actually went to jerusalem garden restaurant and adam it's another place that we're going to take you when you come over we really had a good time so your place being called Jerusalem and ours being called Jerusalem, it's got to be destiny, yeah. man. It's fate, isn't it? It's just a line. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Lisa, did you have to go out a lot when, when uh, Adam was growing up and just tie one on and get hammered because, you know, it was like a <laughs> lot of problems at home, you know, skin popping heroin? and or, or was he like the most sedentary kid? None of those problems. He's, he was very good. Very, She's got to be careful good. because you're probably uh, yeah. in primary school. In primary school, he was a, such a good boy and Aww. very stubborn, very stubborn with me. Yeah. Um, but with friends, uh, outsiders, he would give them, he would give, give things, give these toys, but very stubborn with me. It's been very uh. difficult to mold this one. Write this very down, difficult. Par. It's I been know, a yeah. white knuckle ride for me. Oh my God. <laughs> Adam was born eight weeks early. Yeah. Eight weeks I... early. And when I was first introduced to him, there he was in an incubator an hour later after he was born with tubes and intravenous with his hands behind his head. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Just chilling. He, he was 
hitting hitting the button for the nurse, the nurse call he button. With his hands yeah. behind his head. Yeah. Well, super cool. <laughs> your son's but, yeah. story is an amazing story of resilience. And and I don't know your story. Love to love to find out while we're sleeping on your couch for the month that we'll be living with you uh, or two. Uh, so I hope you've got a, a big refrigerator, whatever you call the ice box there, because uh, I eat a lot after hours, too, uh, like a gremlin. But Adam uh, uh, shared uh, many times over his podcast. And, and I got to be absolutely honest, I don't listen to every one of them. Uh, because any of the ones that get preachy from the other person, I tune out. But there's a lot of your guests that really lay it on the line, and you really probe well with them. And on those ones, I really enjoy it. Your story is mm -hmm. fascinating, uh, Adam. And, and being that you lived to this age without uh, uh, giving up, I mean, there's a lot of people that have endured. Like, like this is a new facet of your life. We didn't understand that, that you were in the little incubator because you weren't quite done yet. The Easy Bake Oven, they had to put you back in for a while, right? That's just another amazing chapter of how you overcame all types of mm -hmm. adversity in your life to get where you are. That's a, Brian mm -hmm. has none of that. Uh, uh, Brian born with a gold spoon in his mouth, given right. everything, royal treatment, all that stuff. Yes. But Adam, uh, you know, kudos <laughs> to you for enduring. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's, I mean, I mean, like so far, like I think what I've come to, uh, I think, I've realized is that I like to kind of get things done. And I think my mom said early on, I just kind of couldn't wait to get out. And sometimes I, I want to get kind of everything, you know, there and then. And I've got all this kind of drive, you know, in me. And I think like, it, I just think about me as a kid, you know, just probably wanting to get out into the world and, you know, like being born, if that makes sense, like that early. But, okay. but like Unstoppable. it's, but, but it's not, you know, like, okay, like I was, I was great as a, you know, a kid and stuff, but I think like I did have, you know, a lot of kind of stuff going off as a teenager, you know, I didn't really care. I had a massive ego. Yeah. I wasn't bothered. I was around the wrong people. So I mean, okay, yeah, I was great. You know, I think to a certain extent, but then I was a bit of a, you know, a knob, so to speak. Like yeah. I, I was just think I was being mm -hmm. give a shit. I had an attitude yeah. and in school teachers, didn't really care too much. I was hanging around with the wrong people. And then that that event that happened that you mentioned was something that kind of woke me up to get me out of that. Because I mean, if I would have carried on that path, I don't know what, what would have happened. It, and every everyone it has, like I've, had, I've had so many of those experiences. I mean, yeah, you, you get that and you get, um, you know, you, you, you get a, you get a big head, you get a big ego. You're the, you're, yeah. you know, having fun. You don't care about other stuff. And you know, you have, when you have a humbling experience, like what you have and what you talked about before, which I know kind of led you sort of down this path, like, you know, I've, I've, I've had so many of those types of things where it's like, no, I got this. And then you get beat down sometimes, literally, sometimes metaphorically, but you do. And then you, it's all about what do you do next? You go, Oh man, wow. I was, you know, I was really out running my headlights there. I was really not yep. doing, making the right decisions. I like you said, I did the same thing. I got in trouble so many times as a little kid and was wrong crowd of people. And you know what? We all went in life. And fortunately I had someone there to correct me. So I, I, I got back on the path where they all just kept going. A lot of them kept going down that path. And, and that's the thing is like, you just, you at least have that experience and everyone reacts to those experiences differently. You got a choice to say, oh, well, you know what? This is the world out to get me and I can't do anything right or look at what happened to me, poor me. Or you learn and you go, wow, okay, what's really important? What do, what's important now? What do I have to focus on? And, and you have that reminder. And I, I, I love that anytime someone takes an experience and turns it into something positive and then shares it with other, that's what the world's about. That's why we're yeah. all still alive today because people chose to do that instead of continuing down a bad path. And so I, I love hearing that stuff. And I know that's you, you, you chose that path because you had someone in your life who may be on this call right now on this podcast to help guide you and direct you and point you. I mean, and that's, that's all you can do. I, I, I love how your description of it, Lisa is like, yeah, he was, you know, really difficult with me and stubborn, but to everyone else outside the house, everyone loved him. He was, you know, this, and he was always kind like that. Like when, you know, when you hear that as a parent, it's the greatest thing ever. You're like, okay. Like when we have someone comes in and says something that about the insurgent, my little one, they're like, oh, she's amazing. And she did this. And we did, I mean, my wife will look at each other like, you did, 
are we talking about the same person here? Like, you mean <laughs> the, right. the one who just talked back to us and yelled and screamed and threw a fit like that one? And they're like, yeah, she's amazing. And we're like, okay, well, at least we're doing the right thing because to everyone else, she's really, really great too. Mm-hmm. But she could be very difficult and stubborn with us. But that, that that's good. I mean, you know, what, what yeah. are they doing out in the world? That's that's so so cool that, that you know, I love that you have that behind you. Uh, Adam, from that that experience that you 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 learn and you learn the right way, you know. You, I mean, you yep. learn the right thing to do from your experience. Mm. And, and Lisa, know this: know from the earliest times, from the very first time that I met your son uh, on the show and off the show, he always mentions you. Now that's a great thing because I don't have that luxury. My uh, son's thirty nine, my daughter's forty. She just got her PhD, so I now have to call her doctor and then wait in line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying for her to call me back. Uh, but with both of my kids. Absolutely everything that they did in their lives since they were a zygote, they did. They were inspired by it. They learned it. Shelly and I, my wife and I, never taught them anything. You know what I'm saying? We never gave them any good advice. You know how kids are. They grew up, and you would believe that that Nico and Andy, my two kids, were just sprung from the wellspring and had all this independent knowledge. And and I, I see the other day. I went over to my son's house because they were out of town and we were watching the dog. And I see all the stuff in his garage all has the same R-E-M-O on it. Now, Remo, that was my nickname. And so I look and I go, chainsaw, string trimmer, you know, lawnmower, everything else. And I'm like, oh, no wonder he got such a great start. He's got all the stuff out of my garage. Now, it sounds like Adam was exactly the opposite, that, that he didn't take anything and was always just giving. Is that, is that true? Is that how he started? Or does he claim that he was born full grown too? always giving learning his own uh learning through making mistakes um i was just pounding him all the time i it it was good that he was kind always kind-hearted but over pleasing others almost impulsively over pleasing others he was just stuck in that confluence that negative confluence of being everything to everyone else um and very yeah egotistical making people laugh um and it led him up the wrong way um very very tricky uh yeah the scaffolding was always there i was his scaffold just waiting for it to all collapse that's all i could do and that's all i could be because i would i would drive him to school i would watch him go in through the doors and this is in secondary school right through secondary as well but he wasn't getting into class on time so he was very very difficult very rebellious he left school with good grades too in spite of the fact that he had post-traumatic stress disorder I don't know how you manage that I still don't know how you manage that but he he gets through but that accident that he had when I went to the hospital they were picking chunks of glass out of him and his heart rate was he was on a heart monitor and he just looked at me and said I will never upset you again wow see again again so Adam you're clearly an alien baby uh uh uh, so I don't know how it happened I'd love to read the story about that but like that's not how normal kids learn things and how they respond I give you all the credit in the world because because here's here's some of this stuff like you can see me on the Zoom. I don't know if this will be played audio or, or uh, actually with a video, but I'm hideous. I've always been hideous. There was never a time in my life that I was good looking. I had the Shrek 2 thing going since I was born. So you're a good looking guy. Second thing is hair. I, I've had this this uh, 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 Apache hair, uh, Native American hair, a patch here and a patchy there uh, all my life, you know, and it's always been hideous. You and your mom clearly uh, are, are from the Marin School of Goldilocks and having the wonderful hair and stuff. So you're a good looking kid. You got all this going for you. You got a great mom. And so you'd still choose to learn outside the box, which is cool. But that scar tissue here, literal scar tissue. And funny that your mom used the term scaffold. You get what I'm saying? Man, it's like it was it's like it was destiny. I and pardon the language, but I truly believe that God, Buddha, Vishnu, Allah, your lava lamp in your room, whatever you believe in, every once in a while likes to bitch slap you down just to make sure that you're on your knees and you take another look and you get back up. And, and Adam, it feels like you were hand-delivered into that. You know, you were doing everything in your uh, uh, power 
to call it out. And then when it did happen, you knew it right away. Most people don't get that. Most people, like, I hate when people talk about rock bottom. But most people that I interview say, oh, I had to reach rock bottom before I got back up. You didn't reach rock bottom. You got a good smack. I mean, you know, it almost killed you. But by the same token, you learned right from that incident. What was that like? What was, what was, what was your relationship like with, with Lisa after that? No, I really appreciate your confidence, Greg. And, um, yeah, no, that, that incident, I mean, I just felt really, really bad um, because I was, you know, a lot of different things happened. Like, I, that incident happened, so I was in shock. And I felt really bad for, like, you know, letting my mum down. And at the time, I wanted to join the police. So then I was like, well, that's the end of that because I might get a criminal record because of that. So then I felt even worse on that. And then the girl I was with at the time, she ended up by leaving me because it was too much for her. So then that was on top. And then the, the around the same time, was it the, the guy who helped me when I fell through the roof? He ended up like committing suicide later on. And then the girl who I was with in that event, she ended up doing the same because she had like depression and she wasn't yeah. right. So it was like bang, bang. And then when I was, I remember walking into the hospital with the medics and I bumped into a friend outside the uh, hospital that I went to school with. And then it must have been, was it within that year, possibly that he then passed away from like, you know, like, like, like a tumorous. It was just weird. It was like all these different things all on yeah. once. So then it was like triggering. I don't know. It was like probably made my PTSD even worse than, than probably what it could have been because these random people ended up, you know, it was like passing away in that time that I was going through the hard time. Um, but from that moment, I just felt really bad. I felt like I let my mom down. I felt like I let myself down. I didn't trust myself. My trust just, just went. Didn't even want to go out anymore. So it's kind of like relearning all of those things, how to trust yourself, yeah. how to go back out again, how to go out into the world and understanding what the hell is going on at the same time um, and, and making that choice to move forward and, and see a way out, I think. It's just incredible. It, so everybody on the call is, is PTS and, and some of it's undiagnosed, much of it's diagnosed. But how you deal with that and how you decide to get back up is hugely important. Uh, and, and your story of resilience will always make us friends because I always love going back to that uh, story, which drives my, my next question. I've got a couple written down for Lisa. Lisa, do you like his girlfriend? Of course. <laughs> okay. Now, putting, now you can putting, tell me what a great spot here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I wanted to try to capture her spontaneously. How hard is that? How hard is conceding control of Adam, the brilliant, uh, headstrong uh, mule, to another female? How, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think she had control of Adam. It sounds like Adam has been on his own plan the whole time. Yeah, yeah, but but she reined him in when he needed it, and and he came back. So I like that. But I mean, seriously, uh, that's got to be hard. Uh, you know, again, I'm an orphan, so I would know that. But in Greg your situation, an I am an orphan. In your situation, Lisa, did you, you know, where, was it like there's usually with parents, there's usually the thank God he's on his way out. He'll be on his own now, you know, the sigh of relief. Or there's the man I, I've so relied on his company for all this time. Because a couple of the early episodes, Adam, I think you were like in your mom's driveway and, you know, down the house. And it was always about either going or coming from mom's for something to eat, you know. And, and so that's got to be a hard break because you guys were close the whole time, right? We're, we're still close. We'll always be close. It's just a connection thing. I, I just feel the closeness even, you know, when it's not, it, sometimes it's very tricky, isn't it, Adam? Um, what, what's tricky? All, we'll, all, <laughs> <laughs> we'll always be close. We yeah. just, right. I just have that antenna and I know when he's not okay. I, I can just tune right into him. Um, I'm, I must say, I'm completely guilty of this. I tried to stop him from doing these podcasts. And it, it, we went walking in the sand dunes one day. This is about five or six years ago. And he was saying, 
what it gave me some ideas around what he wanted to do, broadcasting to people. And I felt he was very vulnerable, sticking his head above the parapet and all of that. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Ooh. He just got on with it. And before I, I was watching him on Facebook and Instagram, and he was just uh, so none of this is any influence from me in fact i've slowed him down at times being well, that's good though because you you slowed him down so he's careful going into it but i'm glad that you didn't stop him because mm. he's a voice that needs to be heard no. so I, I i'm a voracious reader uh, i'm not a tv person very much i love film but i love old film uh, 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 Brian and I have some really deep discussions about stuff and, and LinkedIn is my only form of social media. So I don't have any other. And, and on LinkedIn, uh, not to bash LinkedIn, the LinkedIn police are probably after me anyway, but you, you read so much tripe. It's like, ah, da, yada, yada, lost this, lost that. Listen, all of us on this call could talk about all the friends we lost and all the suicides we endured and all this stuff. That's the passage. That's life. Uh, you know, if you're born, you're going to die. So let's get that right up front. You know, they should tell you that as a baby. Stamp it on your forehead. But all these other people, it's all about a gimmick. And and so when we read it, the gimmick was, you know, you got to do this, or there's 21 rules, or there's 19 paths to freedom. And it all starts with reading a book or reciting something or doing goat yoga. And you know what? Every one of us copes with stress in our own ways. And we all avail ourselves of either good supportive friends or we start smoking the ganj or, uh, uh, you know, we take up uh, ritual, uh, uh, you know, masturbation at, you know, uh, public events or whatever it is. But we all got these really weird things that, that we do. But if you've got anybody that you can call family, I can't, or if you've got anybody that you can share your story with. And so right away, I hear Adam. And Adam wasn't begging for anything. Adam was saying, hey, I've been around. I don't know much, but I know this. And then it was the next thing. Like you, I, I'll tell you another thing that caught me with Adam's show, too. Uh, uh, we in America have a real, real problem with racism. And, and it's not all of the crap that you hear about the hidden racism and this and that. And, you know, we did that. What it is is we're suspicious of other people that don't look exactly like us. And so having somebody of color on your podcast, almost never done Having somebody that's from India or Pakistan or China or Mexico on your podcast is almost never done. With Adam, Adam's a Crayola crayon box. You are always having different people from different backgrounds and different social status and stuff. So that's another thing. So that's one of the reasons we try to push the hard people. And I'm, I'm telling you, don't give up on Will Atkinson. Uh, uh, don't give up on, on, on Martin. Uh, certainly don't give up on the Braid Babes. You know, they're hard nuts to crack. But once you get them out there, they're going to learn from you. And you got to just keep you got to keep doing the show. I know how arduous it is. Trust me, Brian's uh, schedule for filming and doing all this stuff. I don't know how he fits the podcast in. And we do a podcast a week and the weekly update and try to do the the interviews. And it's killing us because it's not our it's not a means of income. We don't make any money doing it, right? But but it's it's our voice. So our training kind of is our uh, professional voice, our all science all the time. And our podcast is where we can let our collective hair down, you know. So don't don't get dissuaded. And I'm glad you kept up with them, Lisa. And I, I would, does anybody, I, I uh, as a, a fan, does anybody stop you on the street and go, "Oh, we're huge fans of your son"? Has that happened yet? Have you had that moment yet? No, unfortunately. Oh, I'm waiting. It though. will. It will. After this podcast, it will, because uh, <laughs> Brian and I are also going to hold up cards with your son's home address. And it's phone number, so people can just randomly stop in and say hello to him. Has that happened to you, Adam? Yet have you have you been recognized? I I had it the other day actually in the office. I've got someone who follows me on LinkedIn, and they came up to me actually and said they want to be on the podcast because Aww. they've got they've got a story. But I was just working away, and this guy came up to me. And he's like, "Oh, I saw you know I like what you're doing." I was like, "Oh, thanks. I really appreciate it." So I mean, that's that's kind of you know, the closest it's got to that kind of thing. But That's happened to me too, but usually it's like at a bus station or when I'm about to get in a taxi, a guy <laughs> will walk up and make a comment like that. It's for a totally different reason. It's Completely not a fan. In America, yeah. we call them stalkers, and I've got my handful. But uh, I live in a small town now, not the huge city that I was born and raised in. 
and so uh, uh, here, every once in a while, like Shelly and I were at a yard sale, and a guy came up and said, hey, like your show. And I, I was smitten. I couldn't even walk. My knees got weak. I had to sit down for a minute, you know, probably a stroke, but uh, same thing. And then uh, when, when Brian and I are together, oftentimes people will make the connection, but it's the wrong connection because they always think Brian is Jared Leto and I'm his security. And so they'll come up to me and go, hey, is that who I think it is? I go, yeah. And go over and talk to him. He loves that, you know. So do you remember on the remember on the Delta Airlines yeah. where the woman was come and she was like, "Oh, you move up to the seat, and I understand everything that's going on." She completely thought that I was his bodyguard. And is he into anything lately? I go, oh, "Yeah, you'll you watch. It's coming out soon." So I played it up, and we were wearing COVID masks, so she had limited information to go on. But uh, yeah, so it, it's fun. I think celebrity, yeah, even my non-celebrity is fun because you can imagine one day maybe it'll lead to something mm. uh something big you know yeah and it's it's that humbling isn't it it's, you know, and that you know being grateful for you know people taking notice isn't it and and mm. it, it's nice because you know you, you're putting out content that helps other people and other people can apply it to their lives especially in what you guys do i mean plenty of people in the law enforcement military you know and of service must you know listen to your show and because they're there in the in the front line of it aren't they and right are you able to talk about like that film that you're doing i mean you should you send me some you mentioned like the film are you are you able to talk about that i would love to have brian tell you about that we actually showed it to our uh strategic partners at tbo today uh and it's really really cool uh brian can you give me a quick 411 on milo uh our oh uh, yeah well you i'll once we know next week kind of what the plan is going forward i'll definitely it could first when it when it gets public it'll be on linkedin i'll make sure to like tag you in it and check it out it's a few minute promo video of this collaboration we did with a, a pretty well, big company um it, that does law enforcement video simulation type training I'm, I'm they probably have those in uh they um in some of the police agencies in in uh in, in Europe and definitely in the UK because they're an international company. They do stuff everywhere. So it's pretty cool. It's really cool though. You'll, you'll dig it. Um, and, but, but we, yeah, they had to make this promo video and it's all shot. Like, I mean, I, you watch it. I'm like, Oh my God, it's like watching like a Netflix documentary or something like that. It was really <laughs> hey, it's, it's, about it's, us. We're eating the yeah, popcorn. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was into it, you know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it's awesome. What, you know, it's, it's awesome what you guys do. And I'll always show my mom the clips that you guys do and I'll, send them to you and i'll, I'll be like don't show know. her all the pictures whatever yeah. you do adam <laughs> yeah who knows uh, what Greg uh, is sending i, I have you. to tell you lisa so. exactly i have to tell you lisa that we are really honestly good guys we, we are not <laughs> what is portrayed sometimes uh, by the media uh and adam i think that you should consider at least once a month having your mom on and uh, uh certainly in the future we'd like to be on with your mom again because she's a blast yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. And I think, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good shout. And I think it just gets, you get used to it the more you do it, don't you really? Because I think, I think my mom, you've actually been on a pod, you've been on one or two podcasts before. I've been on one. Yeah. Okay, you was on one. The Release the Genie podcast. It's, um. Release the Genie. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's, he's a coach, isn't he now? But he, he got hit, he got hit by oh, a train. There was yeah. an accident or something. But Holy like Moses, yeah, he, mm. he ended up um, in a coma and then it came out. Um, but yeah, he's 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 a nice guy. And I, I always say to my mom, because you're sorry. Sorry, Adam. I was gonna say like, because you're a therapist, aren't you? you? You're a psychotherapist. And I, I see a lot of psychotherapists on podcasts. So I so I always tell you, you should go on podcasts more because. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd actually, Lisa, feel free to psychoanalyze Brian and I, too, because we're both open books and you've already probably got a page of notes on me. You're, so, yeah, it's it, it you, you'd take it. You would it'd be an interesting case study for you. That's it for could sure. be a book. <laughs> you could write it. You could do a series just on, just on me and being an orphan. People would like that. not an orphan. So Greg's that. Greg, Greg's parents are dead now, both of them. And so, so now he refers, he refers to himself as an orphan. So technically that's what it thinks, means. I don't think that's what the intent is behind that term, but okay. So Lisa, would you consider doing a book uh, and, and writing about uh, your experiences with us? <laughs> part of the research is good. Part of the research is going to happen. I'm going to be living on your couch anyway. You know what I'm saying? For a few months uh, while we come over. Cause Brian and I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> and so if we're going to be over there training, 
we might as well, you know, uh, live with somebody we like. <laughs> and we know all the cool words. We, we know like bangers and mash and boot and windscreen and lift. <laughs> I like right? the fact that you, I like the fact that you stuck me in the hot seat. And then yeah, we, asking me these questions. <laughs> we were laughing about that How for 30 minutes that? before the show. <laughs> we, I sent your I sent your son a whole bunch of uh, uh, embarrassing topics uh, just to make sure. And and he was a sport because he still came on the show. I wouldn't. First of all, I can't have my mother on the show. She's dead. And that would be like uh, Night of the Living Dead or zombies. So but even when my mom was alive, she's too outspoken to have on the show. So I couldn't have her on because her opinions. And then she would tell the truth, which would just crush my ego. Uh, so I can't have that. But I would like to do a book with you. With me? Yeah, with your experiences. We okay. should collaborate on something. If if not a book, at least a series of podcasts, because we could talk about odd things that you've encountered. I mean, I'm, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen that your son do? I can, no. Um. <laughs> the weirdest thing I've seen, okay, it, it would be really teenage stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Go on. Answering the door, <laughs> and, I mean? and a policeman's got him wrapped by the scruff of his neck. <clears throat> Adam was usually in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people, and he would be—he was running away, terrified because the police turned up and they—they they ran after Adam and threw him to the ground. Uh, uh, yeah, so that that was very difficult, and then. Obviously, when he had this very traumatic fall, oh, yeah. uh, he was late home for his tea. So I, I called his mobile and it was a paramedic who answered that. So, that so it was always, tragic. what next? The thing is, when Adam went out on a bike, I would freak out. I'd jump in my car and follow him. And I, he would go to the park and I would spy. I would park up and I was just watching uh it was just very unsettling like i say it was a white knuckle right so the only thing that would sad. make that creepy lisa is if you continued that after he's married and has kids <laughs> then if you continue to ride your bike around and watch him then we need to talk you know what i'm saying that's eh, going a little too far but you know up to that point i think you're safe the fact that i can trust him i the trust grew so by the age of, I would think, 22, 22, you really wised up, Adam. And I stopped worrying, which was just wonderful. That's got to be so cathartic, you know, so the weight lifted off your chest. Yeah. That's so cool. For me, it was his almost addic the addictive patterns of pleasing were so strong in him. It was almost survival through school. You would do anything for friends wow. to get that sense of belonging. And I, I could see that. He would make himself look foolish. He would get into fights. He would do all sorts of very tricky things. Um, but I knew, I knew one day he would wake up to that. And um, because just pleasing people only creates disrespect. Nobody respects you when you're out to please and you're not being your authentic self. And I think that's the bit that Adam really grasped quickly when he, once he became well, it mattered what he thought. And um, he's just going in the right directions now. I don't think, yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's, he's definitely going in the right direction at full speed. He's got a, a perfect mentor in you at home I, I'm wondering, Adam, did the realization come to you when you were laying there like uh, many of us have laid in a hospital bed and we look around and we figure out that the only one that was there was our mom. Uh, none of those people that thought we were cool came to the hospital or was sitting around or, you know, tried to help us during our rehab. Uh, uh, it's funny, but you can always count on mom. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, my mom, my mom was there and she turned up and, uh, you know, my mom at the time was was you studying your hypnotherapy course or you was doing hypnotherapy or something like that? So when I was kind of, you know, going through all that trauma and stuff, my mom was actually giving me like hypnotherapy, um, which helped. 
Right. And then obviously, you know, talking to a therapist and talking to my mum about stuff. And, you know, my mum was doing her training, I think, or something at that time. So, I mean, you know, all these different kind of like um, networks kind of helped in that process. So it wasn't mm. just kind of like one kind of spearhead approach. It was like different, um, you know, my mum, the doctor, um, the a company called cans it's like children adult mental health or something so all these different kind of like people kind of came in and intervened um but yeah you know that that like, i think without that i don't know you know like well plus yeah. you were a captive audience you couldn't get away could you mm. you know what i'm saying I, I, you you were in one place for a while while you were healing and they could all reach you at that place so i think that might help too mm. yeah yeah, I think it, I think it all kind of helped and all kind of came together, but uh, you know, I always I always looked up to my mom. My mom, like you know, she, you um, had a, you know, say you separated, didn't you, from my brother's dad? You know, you was doing your degree, you moved house, you moved down to you know Cornwall. You was doing this while I was juggling all this stuff. So you know, I look up to my mom and what she does. You know, I look up to my you know you and Brian, what you do. You know, like you are you know my role models and mentors as well and. You know, I'm just I'm just blessed and grateful, you know, bro. That's so nice. Yeah, we, we yeah, we appreciate it. I was get I was getting nervous when someone says, No, I look up to what you do. I was like, Ah, no, don't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's there's better examples yes. to follow. <laughs> we're kind of what not to do, Brian. Yeah. We're kind of helpful. You know, follow your okay. mom, you, Adam. You do need don't to follow you need to Brian. Show, yeah. It is good to see what wrong looks like. So exactly. it, we, we, here it will be that bad example for you. <laughs> well, just just know that that we love appearing on your show. We're huge fans of your show. We can't wait to get you over here so we can yeah, uh, like I said, tat and brand you up, and you yeah. know, get get you the American experience, get your full American experience, yeah. you know, yeah. those type of things, Rob, gun beat up, tattoos, kidnap perhaps, yeah, uh, go shoot some guns, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And now that we've so. met your mom, we Brian and I both want to come over so we can sleep on a couch and tour London. Listen, I saw uh, 28 days later and 28 weeks later, so I pretty much know the layout of London. Like the back of my hand, so uh, I'll probably be leading you guys around when I'm there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Definitely... you should get my mom on here too. Oh, my God. mom uh -huh. is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Adam was too keen on that idea. I, I, I like that. Some, I have to give some credit to my mom. My mom is a rock to 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 us as a family. She's all she's a consistent support my stepfather my mom are just amazing and they're a part of that scaffold too and they've always been there 100 percent. and uh so it, it isn't just me i'm not just taking um exactly what a too. humble mom would say and i would answer you lisa saying brian and i would be honored uh to be on that podcast and it would only help uh uh adam grow uh, psychologically or be scarred further for life. So I think either way, I'm willing to play with Adam's, uh, you know, future. I mean, Brian, what do you say? We could be all in on that one. You know what I'm saying? Sort of a real life experiment, but I'd love to meet your mom. That would be great. You probably, you probably wouldn't understand my dad because he's from Liverpool. So, I mean, he's got uh, a very strong accent, but he's, uh, he's in Jersey, isn't he? Like, I think, did you, my dad, when my dad broke up? Oh, was I three or four? Yes, uh, nearly three. So, I mean, he's he, my dad's in contact with me, but he's like, he lives in like a little island away from here. So he's kind of always been there like on the phone and stuff. Do you know what I mean? I see him, yeah. you know, but he's, he's he's a chef. So he's kind of always worked elsewhere. But, but uh, you know, I've probably, you're, you would say I've got more, I've got, my dad's very social, isn't he? Um, very. I kind of probably... Very, very talkative. Traits. But um, very talkative. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll sort that out, and we'll do the whole family. We'll do your dad. <laughs> then we'll get your dad and mom arguing again. We'll get them back on, then, and then Brian and I'll step in and break that. We could do a whole series here. I think uh, people love it. <laughs> the Adams family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here in the United States, yeah. we call. It, we call it the Manson family. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Dysfunction sells, though. We all know yeah. that. 
that's awesome but um but yeah no it's it's been it's been great you know like and like talking to you guys you know once again and to, to be able to do this you know it's, it's really awesome and you know i look forward to the future and you know like coming over there and seeing you guys and you know i think it'd be really great and you know i'm really grateful you know to be your friends and to to have these experiences you know i you know you always you know support me in what i do and i always support you guys and what you do as well, well and thank you we appreciate it we appreciate that well let's set stuff up it's been too long and uh, uh, at least we'll give you some cannon fodder for people to poke fun at when the, when this episode comes out. Brian's promised that when the big news release is ready, you'll be one of the outlets. I love that. Uh, yeah. Now we've met your mom, and she's given us sort of a, a open invitation to drop in any time for any length of time. We love that, Lisa. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I like the way that sounds because we're going to visit. You know, our, our good friend Martin lives there in, in, in – uh, uh, Martin's never once invited us over to stay. He's always, oh, look, look at the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's always too busy. So we're ready. And honestly, yeah. though, Adam, thank, thanks for uh, having us on your show. We we uh, we love talking to you. It, it's yeah. like Zooming with family. It's not like being on a talk show. Mm. Yeah, no, you're most welcome. It's always great to have you guys on. And I feel exactly the same way, you know. It's, it's always a pleasure. And you know, thank you, Mum, for being on the podcast as well. It's really good, you know, to have you on, and thank you for thank everything. You. And you know, it's great to have thank you, you guys too. both. And it was great to meet you, Lisa. I mean, oh my gosh, we're fun. so humble. awesome! Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Great to meet you both too. Thank you. Huge yeah. fan. Absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, stay tuned for the next one. Hope you have a great, great one. <laughs> Tune in.